an epistle both of godly consolation and also of advertisement by john calvin this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org an epistle both of godly consolation and also of advertisement written by john calvin the pastor and preacher of geneva to the right noble edward duke of somerset before the time or knowledge had of his trouble but delivered to the said duke in the time of his trouble and so translated out of french by the same duke to the christian reader that nothing is more odious or detestable afore god than the disobedience of subjects against their kings and governors may partly by most open testimonies of holy scripture evidently appear and partly by this argument be manifestly proved that it hath never yet unto this day neither in god's elected people the israelites nor yet in any other commonweal either heathen or christian escaped without most grievous plagues and punishments yet nevertheless so merciful a god he is of so long sufferance so loath to strike and so desirous of man's amendment that it hath pleased his divine majesty ere he will take extreme vengeance for tumultuous disobedience of the people against their heads to give many sundry kinds of warnings for us to be whereby first he hath now in these last days raised up many godly preachers who cease not daily to publish as it were god's proclamation in this behalf plainly declaring to all estates and degrees what their duty is he hath provided many godly exhortations and treatises daily to come forth to the same effect and purpose yea and lest any man should think that he will dally in such a matter he made us the last summer here in england to feel a little touch of his sharp rod by the king's regal sword being a most evident token of his great wrath and indignancy on against all rebels and seditious murmurers god hath of his infinite goodness not only made little england strong enough to withstand all foreign pursuance if we hold togethers and agree well among ourselves obeying the king and magistrates as we ought to do but also by many undoubtable tokens hath declared that he mindeth as it were to make his habitation and dwelling-place here among us of purpose to be our sure defence and protection if we will receive him accordingly but in case we will be so hard-hearted as wilfully to refuse the grace of his gospel most mercifully and most fatherly offered unto us it cannot be doubted nor avoided but that the extreme plagues of god's wrath and vengeance will at length light upon all such as either of an ungodly heart will swell and strive against the grace and truth of his word which he hath sent among us or else of a malicious frowardness will repine and murmur against their heads and rulers wherefore thou hast here set forth unto thee good christian reader an epistle of john calvin written in french unto the right noble prince edward duke of somerset and sent hither into england immediately upon the late commotion here in this realm and by this epistle it may to the godly reader very well appear how tenderly god of his goodness doth embrace us and doth as it were set us in his own lap minding to keep us safe from all perils of outward enemies under the shadow and sure defence of his own wings he declareth himself so mercifully to provide for us if we will gladly and willingly receive his grace and stand therein that he maketh them careful for us that never were in england nor never had to do with us saving only that as the nature and property of christian charity is they wish and daily pray that we may have grace so to use ourselves that the blessing of god which he hath so plenteously poured upon us may not through our unthankfulness be taken away again which forasmuch as it so is let not us be less careful for ourselves than other strangers be 
let us not have received the grace of god in vain let us stand in the truth and cleave to christ's gospel and by the same let us practise as it teacheth us to obey quietly and willingly our rulers and governors by him appointed which if we do he will so defend us with his almighty arm that all foreign enemies whatever they be shall either be unable to do us any scathe or else shall be turned in their hearts and of eager enemies shall become our earnest friends and followers which thing god grant to whom be all honour and praise world without end amen the epistle of john calvin my lord although god hath given unto you singular prudence magnanimity and other virtues requisite to the place wherein he hath ordained you and in the affairs that he hath put in your hands yet nevertheless forasmuch as ye do esteem me for a servant of his son whom above all ye desire to obey i am certain that for the love of him you will gently receive that which i write unto you in his name as indeed i pretend no other end but that in following that that you have begun you might more and more advance his honour unto the time that you shall have established his reign in such perfection as it may be known in the world and also you shall know that without advancing anything of mine own fantasy all that i write shall be drawn out of his pure doctrine if i considered not other causes than the dignity and greatness where ye be there were no means for a man of my quality to write unto you but forasmuch as you refuse not to be taught of the master the which i serve but rather you prefer to all the rest the grace that he hath given unto you to be one of his disciples i think that i have no need to make unto you any long excuse or preface because i find you sufficiently disposed to receive all that shall proceed of him we have all to render thanks unto our lord god and father in that he will be served of you in so excellent a work as in setting forth again by your means the pure and true rule of his service in england and in causing the doctrine of health to have place and to be there faithfully published for all them that will hear the same and for that as he hath given unto you such virtue and constancy to pursue it unto this time against so many temptations and difficulties and for that also that he hath strengthened you in blessing all your devices and labours for the prospering of them they be things that stirreth all true faithful men to magnify his name but in the meantime because that satan ceaseth not to raise up by all ways new combats and that it is a thing of itself so hard as there can be nothing more hard than to cause the word of god peaceably to rule amongst the people the which of their nature are given to lies and forasmuch as there be so many circumstances which in these days impeach the course of the same and above all that the superstitions of the antichrist having taken root of so long time may not easily be taken away from their hearts methinketh you have great need to be confirmed by holy exhortations and i doubt not but that experience teacheth you to feel the same which shall be the cause to make me to proceed the more frankly because that my purpose as i believe shall be conformable to your desire and albeit that my exhortations shall be superfluous yet i am sure that you will bear with the good zeal and affection that stirreth me to do it wherefore according to reason i believe that the necessity which ye feel shall cause that the same shall be a great deal the better received howsoever it shall be i beseech you my lord that it may please you to give me the hearing in some advertisements which i intend briefly to declare unto you hoping that when ye shall have heard it at the least you shall find some savour for to be recomforted and to take a great deal the better courage to continue the holy and noble enterprise in the which god hath appointed you to be employed unto this present 
i doubt not but the great troubles which happened unto you not long ago have been unto you very hard and annoyous and most of all for that many might have taken occasion of slander forasmuch as they were moved in some part under the shadow of changing the religion wherefore it cannot be but that it hath been unto you a very hard assault as well for the cares which might come unto you as also for the mutinies of the maligners and ignorance and also for the fear and trouble of the good truly the brute that i have heard afar off hath caused me to have great grief in my heart unto such time that i did know that god had begun to put some remedy nevertheless for that that they be not yet all pacified and that the devil may renew them again you shall call to remembrance that that the holy story reciteth of the good king hezekiah that is to say at such time as he had abolished the superstitions in jewry and reformed the state of the church according to the law of god that then he was so oppressed of his enemies that he was very likely to be a lost and desperate man it is not without cause that the holy spirit notably expresseth that such afflictions happened unto him immediately after he had established the true religion in his perset order for it was very likely that as soon as he went about to set forth the glory of god he should not have his realm peaceable so all faithful princes and governors of countries be advertised by this example that the more they shall employ their labour to put out all idolatry and procure that god be truly worshipped as he ought the more their faith shall be proved by diverse temptations god suffereth it and so will have it to declare the constancy of his and to exercise them that they should have regard to an higher thing than this world in the meantime the devil also doth his office intending by all covert and hidden means to destroy the good doctrine because he cannot openly attain to his desire but following the admonition of st james who saith unto us that in considering the patience of job we must take heed to the end we must also cast our eyes upon the end which was given to the said good king as god succoured him in all his adversities so in the end he remained victorious considering that and forasmuch as his hand is not now any shorter than it was then and that he hath at this day in so great recommendation the defence of his people truth and verity as ever he had doubt ye not but that he will help you and not only for one time but in as many temptations as he shall send unto you if the most part of the world resist the gospel and likewise enforceth themselves with all rage and violence to impeach and hinder the setting forth thereof we ought not to think it strange for it is the unthankfulness of men which ever have been and shall be to recoil when god approacheth to them and also to stumble against him when he will charge them with his yoke moreover for that of their nature they be given to hypocrisy they may not endure to be brought to the light of the word of god which discovereth their infamy and shame nor to be drawn out of the superstitions which serveth unto them as hiding-places for to give them shadow it is then no new thing if there be great contradiction when one goeth about to bring them to the pure obedience of god and also we have advertisement of our lord jesus the which saith to us that he hath brought the sword with his evangel but this must not astonish us nor make us worse willing or fearful for in the end when men shall have well mutinied and put forth all their malices they shall be confounded in a moment and shall overthrow themselves with their own violences it is true as it is said in the second psalm that god shall not but laugh at their stirrings that is to say that in dissimulating he shall leave them tormented as the thing touched him not 
but for all that in the end they shall be always driven back of his power of the which if we be armed we have a good perfect and invincible munition against all conspiracies whatsoever the devils may procure against us and in the end we shall know by experience that as the gospel is the messenger of peace and of the reconciliation between god and us so can he as well for us pacify men and by this means we shall find that isaiah hath not said in vain that when jesus christ shall reign amongst us by his doctrine the swords shall be converted into ploughshares and the spears into scythes in the meantime albeit that the malice and rebellion of men are the occasion of sedition and mutinies which riseth against the gospel yet nevertheless it behoveth us to take heed to ourselves and to know that god chasteneth our faults by them which otherwise cannot but serve to satan it hath been an ancient complaint that the gospel was the cause of all evils and calamities which happened unto men indeed we see by the histories that not long after the christianity was spread in all places there was not almost a corner in the world which was not horribly afflicted the motion of the wars was as an universal fire lightened in all countries the floods in the one side the pestilence and famine in the other and horrible confusion of order and policy in manner that was likely that the world should be clearly overturned we have also seen in our time since the gospel hath begun to be abroad many miseries so that every man complaineth that we be in an unhappy world and there is very few that feeleth not the weight of the burden now in feeling such blows we ought to regard the hand of him that striketh us and we ought also to think wherefore the cause which moveth him to make us so to feel his scourge is not very dark or hard to understand we know that his word by the which we will keep us in health is an inestimable treasure and in what manner of recompense is it received of us wherefore then seeing we esteem not much that which is so precious to speak of it is reason that he take revenge of our ingratitude we also hear that jesus christ said that the servant knowing the will of his master and doing it not is worthy of double chastisement for because that we be so slothful to obey the will of our god which hath been declared unto us more than an hundred times heretofore we ought not to think it strange if he be more sharply angry with us seeing that we be more inexcusable when we cause not the good seed to increase and profit it is reason that the thistles and thorns of satan groweth to prick and torment us because that we give not to our creator the obedience that is due unto him it is no marvel that men arise against us as i understand my lord you have two kinds of mutinies which be risen against the king and the state of the realm the one be fantastical men which under the colour of the gospel would put all to confusion the other be obstinate people in the superstitions of the antichrist of rome altogether deserveth well to be punished by the sword that is committed unto you seeing that they quarrel not only against the king but also against god which hath placed him in the seat royal and hath committed unto you the protection as well of his person as of his majesty and regal estate but the principal means is to do as much as is possible to cause that they which savour the doctrine of the gospel to the intent to stick and cleave unto it should receive it with such humbleness and fear that they may forsake themselves for the service of god for they ought to think that god will reveal all to the intent that they shall profit more without feigning in his word than they have done before these mad folks that would the world should return into a confused and disordinate liberty be subordinated by satan for to slander the gospel as that it should not engender but rebellion against princes and all disorder amongst the peoples 
wherefore all faithful ought to be sorrowful the papists willing to maintain the filthy abominations of their roman idol show themselves open enemies of the grace of jesus christ and of all his ordinances the same also ought to grieve the hearts of all them which have good zeal wherefore they ought to think altogether that these be scourges of god which he sendeth to them and wherefore but only because that they make none account of the doctrine of health as they ought to do wherefore the principal remedy for to appease such seditions is that they which profess the gospel do truly repair to the image of god for to show that our christianity causeth not dissipation in the human life and give good proof and trial of their soberness and temperance that we governed by the word of god be not men unruled and without a bridle and by their good and holy life stop the mouths of all evil speakers for by this means god being appeased shall retire his hand and in the place that this day he punisheth the slanderers for the contemning of his word he shall bless their obedience in all posterity likewise that all the nobility and lawyers govern themselves rightly and in all humility to the obedience of this great king jesus christ making holy homage unto him without feigning of soul and body and all that they have to the intent that he correct and abate that togancy and folly of them that would ties against them lo this is the means how princes of the earth ought to reign in serving jesus christ to the end that he may have sovereign authority amongst all both great and small wherefore my lord inasmuch as you have the regal estate of the king your nephew dear unto you and in great recommendation as you show very well i pray you in the name of god to employ your principal care and vigilancy that the doctrine of god may be preached with strength and virtue for to bring forth his fruit and not to leave for any respect to pursue a full and an entire reformation of the church and the better to declare unto you my mind and intention i will divide the whole into three points the first shall be the means to instruct the people well the second shall be the taking away of the abuse that hath been of long time the third with diligence to correct vices and to keep so good order that the slanders and disorders may not have such place as the name of god should be blasphemed as to the first i mind not to declare unto you what doctrine ought to have place but rather i give thanks to almighty god that besides that he hath given unto you the light of his pure knowledge he hath also given unto you good counsel and discretion to cause his pure verity to be preached so that god be thanked you be not to teach what is the true faith of christian men and the doctrine that they ought to receive seeing that by your means the purity of the faith is restored that is that we believe and take god for the only governor of our souls that we keep his law for the only rule and spiritual government of our conscience and not to serve him after the foolish invention of man also that according to his nature he will be served in spirit and in purity of heart of the other part knowing that there is not but all evil in us and that we be corrupted in all our knowledge and affections on that sort that our souls being despaired in ourselves be like a bottomless pit or world of iniquity and having taken away all presumption of our wisdom dignity or power to do well we may have recourse to the fountain of all goodness which is jesus christ receiving that which he giveth us that is to say the merit of his death and passion to the intent that by that means we may be reconciled unto god that being washed with his blood we should not fear that our faults should impeach or hinder us to find grace before his celestial throne that being certain that our sins be freely pardoned us by virtue of his sacrifice we shall put therein our trust and assurance for to be ascertained of our health 
and that we be sanctified by his spirit in giving ourselves to the obedience of the justice of god that being fortified by his grace we shall be vanquishers of satan the world and the flesh finally that being members of his body we fear it not but god will take us for his children and that we may have confidence to call unto him as our father that we be advertised to bring to this end all that is said and done in the church it is that being retired from the world we may be lifted up to heaven with our head and saviour wherefore seeing then that god hath given you the grace to restore the knowledge of his doctrine which hath been so long buried by the antichrist i leave to keep you with longer purpose and that which i have touched of the manner of teaching is only for that the people may be rightly instructed and for to feel that which the apostle said that is that the word of god is a sword cutting with two edges piercing the thoughts and affections unto the marrow of the bone i say this my lord for that i think there is very few lively preachings within the realm but that the most part reciteth as by lecture i well perceive the necessity that constraineth you thereunto for first you have not as i think your pastors so good and apt as you desire and wish wherefore it is needful for you to supply that lack secondly there might chance to be many light spirits which would peradventure leap beyond their bonds sowing some foolish fantasies as many times they do in new things but all these considerations impeacheth not but that the ordinance of jesus christ ought to have his course as in preaching the gospel now this preaching ought not to be dead but alive for to teach exhort and reprehend as st paul saith to timothy yea in such sort as if an infidel enter he may be wounded overcome and taken as the same paul saith in another place for to give glory unto god you know also my lord how as he speaketh of the liveliness that ought to be in the mouths of them which will approve themselves good and faithful ministers of the gospel that they ought not to have or use words of rhetoric intending thereby to be in greater estimation but that the spirit of god ought to sound in their voices for to work in virtue all the dangers that are to be feared ought not to impeach the spirit of god to have his liberty and his course in them in the which he hath distributed of his grace for to edify the church it is true that in the meantime it is good and expedient to stop the lightness of fantastical spirits that taketh too much license also to shut the gate of all curiosities and new-fangled doctrines but the best and most convenient means such as god hath showed unto us is that first there be a some resolute of the doctrine that all ought to preach the which all prelates and curates should swear to follow and that none be received to any ecclesiastical charge but he promised to observe the same concord and union after that to have a formal and common instruction for to instruct the young children and ignorant people which should make them acquainted with the true doctrine in such wise that they may discern it from lies and corruptions which else might be brought in to the contrary believe my lord that the church of god shall never be conserved without catechism for it is as the seed to be kept that the good grain perish not but that it may increase from age to age wherefore if you desire to build a work of continuance to endure long and which should not shortly fall in decay cause that the children in their young age shall be instructed with a good catechism that may learn them briefly and according to their small capacities to know wherein consisteth the true christianity this catechism shall serve for two purposes that is to say for an introduction to all the people for to profit well in that which shall be preached unto them and also to discern in case any presumptuously would attempt to set forth strange doctrines 
in the meantime i say not and also necessary to bind and restrain the pastors and curates to a certain form written for to supply the ignorances and simpleness of some of them and also the better to show the conformity and concord of all churches thirdly for to bridle all curiosities and new inventions such as desire nothing but to run riot the said catechism as i have before rehearsed shall serve and be good bridle for such folks and also in such short order is to be given in the ministering of the sacraments and in the public prayers but in the meantime you must take heed that such policy destroy not the strength and virtue that ought to be in the preaching of the gospel and that you employ your labour as much as ye possibly can that there be good trumpets which may enter into the deepness of the hearts for there is danger that ye shall not see great profit of such reformation how good and holy soever it be unless that even at once with it the power and virtue of good preaching be displayed and set forth together it is not without cause that it is said that jesus christ shall strike the heathen by the sceptre of his mouth and shall destroy the evil by the spirit of his lips it is the means by the which he will overcome us in destroying all that which is against him and for that cause the gospel is also called the kingdom of god also albeit that the ordinances and statutes of princes be good helps to advance and maintain the state of christianity so likewise god will declare his sovereign virtue in the spiritual sword of his word with it setting forth the same by his pastors and to the intent i would not long trouble you my lord i will come to the second point which i have purposed to show unto you it is to abolish and clearly to take away the abuses and corruptions that satan hath mingled heretofore with the ordinances of god we know that under the pope there is a bastard christianity which god shall disallow in the last day forasmuch as at this day he hath condemned the same by his word if we desire to retire the world from such perdition there is nothing better than to follow the example of st paul who willing to correct the evil that the corinthians had joined to the supper of our lord said unto them i have received of the lord that which i have given unto you of that we must gather one general instruction to return to the right and natural commandment of god if we will have a good and an approved reformation of him for so many minglings as men have set up of their own inventions there be so many infections which turn us from the holy usage of that that god hath given us for our health so too here there is a lacuna in the text of half the branches of such abuses it cannot bring again the things in perfect and pure state because that we then shall have always a christianity counterfeit i say this for that that some under the colour of moderation be of opinion to suffer many abuses without taking them away and they think that it is enough to have taken out the root of the principle but contrariwise we see how much the seed of lies is fertile and that one grain of that is sufficient for to fill all the world within three days as men be inclined and given unto our lord teacheth us otherwise for when david speaketh of idols and saith that their name shall not pass by his mouth to the intent to declare unto us what horror and detestation we ought to have them in and if we consider well how much we have offended god in the time of our ignorance we ought to be doubly remembered for to eschew the inventions of satan who hath provoked us to do such evil things using them as allurements which serveth not but to seduce the poor and simple folks on the other side we see that albeit men be sufficiently warned of their faults and errors and be advertised of them as much as is possible yet nevertheless they be so hardened that no man can attain to the perfect end 
then if there shall be left unto them some dregs to remain it shall be a nourishment of much more and greater obstinacy and a coverture to hide all doctrine that may be propounded unto them i confess that it is convenient to observe some moderation and that too great extremity is neither good nor profitable likewise it is convenient to use the ceremonies according to the grossness of the people but it may not be that that which is of satan and of the antichrist should pass under that colour it is for that cause that that holy scripture praising the kings which did destroy the idolatries not having plucked away altogether nevertheless gave unto them a mark for that they had not destroyed the chapels and places of foolish devotion wherefore my lord seeing that god hath brought you so far forth i pray you continue without any exception to the intent that he may approve you the setter forth of his temple in such wise as the time of the king your nephew may be compared to the time of josiah and that you may set all things in such state as there shall rest nothing to him but to maintain the good order which god shall have prepared unto him by your means i will allege unto you an example of such dregs which peradventure may rest to be a little leaven the which in the end will make the paste sour they do in your country some kind of prayer for the dead when the communion is received i know well it is not for to avow the purgatory of the pope i know also that it may be alleged by ancient custom to do some remembrance for the dead to the intent to join together all the members of the body but there is a peremptory argument to the contrary that the supper of jesus christ is so holy a thing that it ought not to be defiled with no inventions of men moreover that in praying unto god we ought not let slip the bridle of our fantastical devotion but to keep that rule which st paul did give unto us that is that we take our foundation of the word of god wherefore such remembrance of recommendation is not convenient to the order of the good and due prayer and it is an evil addition to the holy supper of the lord there is other things which peradventure should be less blamed which nevertheless is not to be excused as the ceremony of the cream and unction the cream hath been invented of a foolish fantasy by them that contented not themselves with the administration of jesus christ and that they would counterfeit the holy spirit by a new doctrine as though the water were not sufficient enough for that and that which is called the extreme unction hath been retained by a foolish affection of them that have will to follow the apostles having not the same gift that they had for when the apostles did use the oil upon the sick it was for to heal them by miracle when the miracle ceased the figure ought no more to be used wherefore it should be a great deal better that the things should be so parred off again as they may be most agreeing to the pure word of god and may serve to the edifying of the church it is true that we ought to bear with the weak but that is for to strengthen and bring them to greater perfection that is not to say that in the meantime we ought to please fools which desire now this and now that and know not wherefore i know the consideration wherefore many are troubled it is that they fear that too much alteration cannot be borne with principally when one will have regard of his neighbours with whom he desireth to nourish friendship and amity a man would gladly gratify them in dissimulating many things this ought to be borne with in worldly affairs where it is lawful to yield one to another and to give some of our right to buy peace but it is not all one of the spiritual governance of the church which ought to be ordered according to the word of god in that it is not in our liberty to yield in anything to men in respect of their favour likewise there is nothing that displeaseth god more than when we will 
by our human prudence moderate or temper or reform or set forth or draw back anything against his will wherefore if we will not displease him we must close our eyes in respect of men as to the dangers that may happen we ought to eschew them as much as we may but not in declining from the true and right way for we have his promise that he will assist us in walking the right way so that it resteth not in us but to do our office in recommending to him that that shall follow and for that occasion the wise of this world may be times void of their hope for that that god is not with them when they trust not in him and in his help in searching by means which he condemneth if then we will have the virtue and strength of god on our side let us follow simply that he saith unto us and above all we ought to keep this general rule that the reformation of his church is the work of his hand wherefore it is necessary that in this matter men suffer themselves to be governed by him the which whether it be in restoring or in keeping his church will most commonly proceed by a marvellous and strange means and ways unknown to men wherefore to restrain this reformation that ought to be divine by the measure of our wit and to make that which is celestial subject to the earth and the world is against all good reason by that i exclude not the wisdom which is very requisite to observe all prophecy and good means and not to exceed either on the one side or the other in any extremity for the winning of all the world to god if it should be possible but it is needful that the wisdom of the spirit should rule and not of the flesh and that having examined the mouth of the lord we require of him that he will be our guide and conductor sooner than to follow our own wits and when we shall require it in that sort it shall be easy for us to exclude many temptations that may stay us in the midst of the way wherefore my lord as you have begun to reduce christianity unto his perfect state in england and not in trusting of yourself but to be maintained by the hand of god as unto this day ye have felt his mighty hand doubt ye not but that he will help you unto the end for if god maintaineth kingdoms and lordships of infidels that be his enemies by much more reason he will take into his guard them that be obedient unto him and do take him for their superior i come now to the last article that is to punish vice and to reprove slanders i doubt not but there is good laws and lawful statutes within the realm of england for to keep the people in honest life but the great disorders and enormities that i see in the world constraineth me to desire you to take also the care that the people be kept in good and honest discipline and above all that ye have the honour of god in good reputation to the intent to punish such crimes of the which men accustomably make none account i say it for that that sometimes thefts robberies fightings and extortions shall be sharply punished for that in those men be offended and in the meantime whoredoms adulteries drunkenness and blasphemies of the name of god be suffered almost to things lawful and of small importance contrariwise we see in what estimation and detestation god hath them in for he declareth unto us how much his name is precious and in what estimation we ought to have it and yet it is by us as it were torn in pieces and trodden under our feet wherefore out of doubt he will not leave unpunished such injuries and dishonour yea and moreover the scripture showeth us that by blasphemies a whole realm is infected as touching adulteries it is a great shame unto us which profess the name of christ that the pagans have observed greater rigour in punishing thereof than we do of the which we many times make but a laughing game when the holy marriage that ought to be a lively image of the holy union that we have with the son of god is defiled and that the alliance which ought to be most stable and indissoluble is unjustly broken 
if we take not those things to heart it is a sign that we have no great care nor love of god touching whoredom it may well suffice us that st paul doth compare it to sacrilege forasmuch as by the same the temples of god which is our bodies be profaned and defiled item then that the whoremongers and drunkards be banished from the kingdom of god in such wise that it is defended unto us to keep company with them wherefore it followeth that they ought not to be suffered in the church and this is the cause that so many tribulations be this day upon the earth for insomuch as men pardoneth such enormities it must follow that god must take vengeance wherefore my lord to the intent to prevent his wrath i pray you to hold the bridle short and cause that they which heareth the doctrine of the gospel prove themselves to be christian men by the holiness of their life for as the doctrine is the soul of the church for to give it life so the discipline and correction of vices be as the sinews for to maintain the body in his force and strength it is the office of bishops and curates to take good heed to the same to the intent that the supper of our lord be not polluted by folks of slanderous and dishonest life but considering the authority which god hath committed unto you the principal charge returneth unto you for to set others in the right way to the intent that every one discharge themselves of their duty and cause that the order which is established be duly observed now my lord following the protestation that i have made here before i will not excuse myself any longer neither of the prolixity of my letters nor of that that i have liberally declared that i had in my heart for i trust that mine affection is known unto you according to your wisdom and as ye be exercised in the holy scripture you see of what fountain i have drawn all that which is herein contained wherefore i do not fear that i have been tedious and importune in declaring unto you to the best of my power the good desire that i have that the name of god may be daily by you more largely glorified for the which i pray to him daily praying that it may please him to augment his grace unto you confirming you by his holy spirit in a perfect and invincible constancy maintaining you against your enemies having you with all your household in his holy protection and doing that you administer happily the charge that is committed to you so that the king may have occasion to give thanks to his lord god for that he hath had such a governor in his young age as well of his person as also of his realm so i make an end my lord having me most humbly recommended unto your grace the twenty-second of october in the year of our lord fifteen forty nine your most humble servant john calvin end of an epistle both of godly consolation and also of advertisement by john calvin